0: Here we go boys, let's get off this field. Minute 12 to go, 4th and 8 Chicago from their own 32, Lions lead it by 1. There's the shotgun snap to Fields, he's back, Fields looking, Fields pressured, Fields keep him behind, he's going down, no he
1: stayed up, Fields, no he's going down, get him down, get him down, get him down. Get him down. sacked, three tries, third time was the charm,
0: Julian Okwara finally took him down.
1: Oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like that before. In your life have you seen anything like this kid? Three he guys. stayed up, he stayed up, then they took him down, and the Lions, with 59 seconds to go, can put a nail in this game right here. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop bottles. Uh-huh. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and
0: welcome to episode 86 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are very excited to have you here on this very dark and dreary Tuesday night as we record. I am in I am with one of my main men, Channy, who is fresh off the beaches of Florida. How are we doing, Channy?
1: Doing good. Got that golden tan back in the nice 35 gray yeah. drizzly yeah. sleety weather of Michigan here. Yeah, it's miserable outside. It is. Cold, wet, rainy, dark. We are back. We're back. I love the people that always say, "But that's what makes the summer so much better." Yeah. That's never my thought process on life loving to live in Michigan. No.
0: Um I, but I think that's just like what we're programmed to say is it's
1: what comes along with it, right? Yeah. I mean, you gotta make the best out of the worst. And right now we're in the worst time of year for the weather. And seeing that we're a weather podcast, Correct. why would we not touch on that off the rip?
0: Yeah, definitely. We have a few weather things to talk about, but first we need to talk about the absence of Pizo. So last week Chandler's gone uh down in Florida, closing deals, getting sun, whatever he's gotta do. <laughs> Pizzo this week uh is just gutting every deer. Uh, whatever south of the Detroit River we'll yeah. go with.
1: Yeah, he's in cold water. So basically, Indiana-Michigan border there. Okay, nice. Yeah, I saw some pictures of uh him and the fam,
0: you know, gutting deer, doing all that. I know he was he was real juiced up. Uh, you know, I ask you ask one simple question about it, and you get a you get a twenty minute response out of him. Uh, regarding the deer shoot,
1: the but, guy lives for it. I mean, I've known him fifteen years. he, go, he goes hunting every year, multiple times a year. That's like. His thing, and I saw he sent a picture. Senior got one here. I think it was a six-point a six point here. Fuck yeah. So, I mean, they, they already bagged one up. It looks like it's getting processed now, and now Junior, a.k.a. Baby Lou, has got to get one. <laughs> yeah, bring back the back straps. The always yeah. want to eat. I know. We're hungry here. Yeah, so Give me some jerky, Lou.
0: So, shout-out to Lou. We miss you, man. Yeah, miss you, bud. Uh, so, hopefully next week we'll have the, the whole gang back together. But me and Channy doing a uh, – we we did one – think just one last year of just us just us one i'm pretty sure i know we did one of just us and then we re-recorded it yes i remember that one too we were working real hard that week (laughs) that was through zoom and shit
1: that's when we said hey if it's a lost episode we actually are just gonna play it instead (laughs) of actually losing the episode right
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so you spent last week down in down in florida Fill, fill us in there yeah
1: yeah so i uh was in jupiter just north of west palm Big time golf town. So uh, played a couple rounds with my stepdad. Stayed with my mom, stepdad, my wife down there. Um, everyone heard all the news about Nicole, the hurricane heading towards there. Sweet Nikki. So that's all we heard about when we landed from Saturday up until Wednesday when it was going to hit. Was brace yourself, it's going to be a Category One. So us being Michiganders, never going through a hurricane, we're all like, whoa, like we get to see a hurricane, all right. So. We get to Wednesday and and they're saying, well, it's going to be a Category 1, you know, get your batteries ready, fill your bathtub if you want. So, of course, we get a couple lanterns, a flashlight, a fifth, a couple bottles of wine, you know, the essentials. So we get it all and it's about 7 o'clock and it's about to hit land in about T-minus two hours and they get on the news. And this was the telltale sign that nothing was going to happen, serious. We get to the news, the local Mexican joint is packed. Oh, no way. To the gills. People are in there drinking. It's like a party. People at the bar, everyone's drinking. The camera comes in from the local news. Everyone's like fist pumping, waving their hands. And we all kind of looked at each other at that moment and we're like, are we kind of like getting duped? Like, is it like if someone from Florida came up here and they were forecasting six inches of snow? Right. You know, like, is it something like that where we're just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like a hurricane, category one hurricane, whatever. So... Start playing cards, whatever. Gets to about 10, the lights start flickering a little. So we're like, "Uh uh-oh, like we're in for this. Yeah. You know? So we're waiting, 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 waiting. Never hit where we stayed. Unreal. Like severe thunders. It would be the equivalent to severe thunderstorms up here in Michigan. Yeah. So we we go outside the next day, little branches down, little bit of mulch moved around. Other than that, nothing. That's nuts. Now, about 50 miles north, they got hit somewhat bad, Vero Beach, Daytona area, but nothing really bad. Got to enjoy some good weather though 80 degrees down in Florida last week. Got yeah. some golfing in, and other than that, it was a good time. But, you know, the fizz was all over the map this past week. Yeah, we were. I was in Jupiter. Yeah. Pizzo's up at Deer Cant, yeah. getting some backstraps, and you were in the Big Apple for the first time, if I'm correct, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, Big Apple for the first time. Do you have a couple of questions for you about okay. Jupiter before we before we head to the yeah. East Coast? But so when you guys – you obviously planned this trip, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. you know, not recently. Right. You know, and so but when you're here in Hurricane, did you guys talk about, like, not going, or was it just like, ah, we'll be just fine, or, like, what was that conversation? Because I was thinking about that as well. You know, you're storm chasing down there, and I was like, did they – you know, they they just said, like, fuck it, we're flying right into this hurricane, we're going to handle it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if I was my colleague, Lou, yeah, I would have been storm chasing down there. But truth be told, my mom was saying some stuff before we left, and me and my wife were, like, naive. We're like, it always rains in Florida. Like, what do you mean the weather is going to be bad? Like, yeah, yeah. of course, like, it rains every day in Florida. Like, of course, we're going to get rainy weather. yeah And then when it was, like, Sunday when we got there, and they're like... No, there's a tropical storm forming. We were kind of like, it has a name. Oh shit. Yeah. And then Monday it's like, it's hitting Wednesday night. Well, me and my wife were supposed to leave at seven 30 Thursday morning. Oh shit. So we get on the phone, we called Delta, pushed it back to Friday. Okay. Got everything done out of the way. But when we heard it, we were kind of like, eh, it's going to be three, four nice days before then. So we'll just ride we it just out after the it. fact. Yeah. And, they were they were saying all week twelve to twenty four hours of bad weather and after that it was going to be fine so we were just kind of like Fuck it. survive one day and and we'll be <laughs> yeah. all right after yeah that. as long as so. the house is still standing yes exactly. no that,
0: that's solid though that's and you're probably just like well thank God we like did the trip yes yeah. exactly a hundred percent. All right, Cash. Well, I'm glad that everything worked out there. Glad you had a good time down in Florida. The Fizz and the Fizz crew uh, missed you. We tried to give you a ring.
1: I don't know if you listened to that voicemail. Yeah, I got I got on there. <laughs> I, I just started getting sidetracked watching the local news. But I did see some good, local, infamous sports spots. Okay. And you're probably like, well, what are you talking about, Chandler? So in Jupiter is the infamous dash cam video of where Tiger Woods got pulled over when he was high. Yep. Unfortunately took that terrible mug shot in one of the lowest points. I saw exactly where he got pulled over. Holy shit. And then also- Is it like marked? Or did you just know? My stepdad was like, hey, this is where, like my stepdad goes down there three, four times a year. No, He's like, this is where he got pulled over. And he drove by and I looked at it. And then I looked at the video after I'm like, this is where he got pulled over. That's like it. it looked the exact same. Yeah. So I saw that, and then after dinner one night, we went and got ice cream. And my stepdad's like, "You know what's in this plaza?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "This is where Robert Kraft went for massages." <laughs> so we were looking for this massage parlor. No massage parlor left, obviously, but just some infamous sports spots. Oh my God! Was it? Was there a new business in the location? No, no, really. Empty. Damn. Empty. Yep. Yep. That's, that's crazy. So it was kind of like, I don't know. Jupiter's a very nice spot where people retire. 10 out of the top 20 golfers in the world live in Jupiter. Yeah. So it's a nice area. But this, like, if you can imagine a massage parlor that's getting busted for giving rub and tugs, like, this is the one in town that was doing it. Yeah. Like, it stuck out like a sore thumb. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I
0: forgot even how Kraft got caught doing that. But what a funny, funny little story. It is.
1: It is funny. And another little note, did you know, like, I didn't know, like, Mackinac Island fudge ice cream was, like, a national flavor. No, I didn't. I would not have known that at all. So, they we go down there. There's Mackinac Island fudge ice cream, and then there's Traverse City cherry ice cream. And I looked at my wife, and I'm like, do people know what this means? Or is this just a Florida and Michigan thing? Or, right. like, is that literally sold in 50 states that you get Traverse City cherry? And right. And people look up that that's the cherry capital of the U.S. Right. You know, so... Little little bit of information for any of you ice cream lovers out there that listen to the podcast. Let us know if you, you're aware of if they sell that in all 50 states and yeah. it's common or if it's just like an East Coast or Michigan, Florida thing. Yeah,
0: take pictures of that. Let us know because that's, that's curious to me because I could totally have just seen that being like that, like a place in Michigan saying right. world famous Traverse City cherry. Correct. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, I don't know. Interesting little tidbit, but enough about Florida. Yeah. You went to the Big Apple big for Apple. the first time. First I know time. you were pretty pumped about it. Very. So give us the lowdown. The floor is yours. Yeah. So always loved
0: big cities. Always, you know, when I was a little kid, family used to go to Chicago every year either for, uh, well, at first it was after Christmas we'd go as just like a family trip, stay right on, uh, you know, right on the the Miracle Mile, Magnificent Mile magnificent there. Magnificent Mile, yeah. And uh loved it just absolutely loved it so much as a kid and then we would go back for hockey tournaments so loved big cities love downtown Detroit all that but for all the traveling I've done for work and all the states I've been lucky enough to go to for some reason just have missed New York Mm -hmm. so we had a couple friends that lived there and we were like you know this year we're gonna go uh so just first reaction of it I loved it yeah I absolutely loved New York City so Mm -hmm. you know before you know, you're talking to a lot of people before you go down there, and I feel like I got a lot of mixed reviews. You know, like a lot, a lot of people say, you know, well, it's it's insanely busy. Yep. Uh, people are always running around. There's a million people you got to fight through. They're rude. Uh, it smells like trash. It's dirty. All of that. Right. I don't know if I got lucky or what it was, but I did not experience any if or if any of that. Really? Yeah. Like absolutely sure dirty quote-unquote dirty there's trash on the street right right that was like a little like people always say like trash on the street trash on the street i didn't know it's it's truly just like they have nowhere else to put that so they put set it right on the fucking street you're, you're essentially an island
1: and yes there's nowhere to put trash until the garbage comes and picks it up
0: yeah so like that was definitely like a little like surprising to see mm-hmm. and while we were there perfect weather Mm-hmm. absolutely per- like 60 degrees and sunny. Oh wow. Yeah, 60 degrees and sunny on one of the Saturdays. The oh, I guess I guess I shouldn't say absolutely perfect cuz the Friday we were there it actually did like drizzle the whole day. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too cold, but like it was one of those constant drizzles where it's like we're trying to walk around all the tourist spots like Times Square, Rockefeller Center, uh, Grand Central Station. And you know, it's just kind of steadily like peeing on you. Right, right. So like by the time you're done, you're like drenched. Misted, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was just fine. But like, so I could have I could see in the summer the city smelling like absolute shit when it's 95 degrees yes. and like all of that is like uh you know, cooking yeah. out there. But City's absolutely electric. Like the amount of people moving around was all good. I kind of just liked the kind of the attitude of like everyone's doing their own thing and moving at their own pace. So it's like, you just kind of like put your head down and go where you got to go. And like you, 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 you jaywalk, like the drivers are cutting in front of people, but I don't know. A lot of it to me didn't feel like this big, like angry fest of everyone trying to step over each other. Right. Just felt like a lot of people doing a lot of shit at the same time. Yes. Um, for me love, obviously I love the city of Detroit. This is not like, this is apples to oranges comparing those two cities, but like, New York, just everything just for me, I just kept thinking like bigger, faster, stronger. Like every piece of architecture there I thought was absolutely incredible. Like there was a few times, you know, I'd be staring up at the sky and you got to just tell yourself don't be such a tourist, but there's so much to take in so much to look at. Everything just seems to have such extreme detail and everyone there just seems to be like truly like grinding. And it's like, they call it the city that never sleeps. Like. That's so true. Right. I mean, we walked out of, out of out into Times Square at like one thirty in the morning. It was packed just as much as it was at 1.30 in the afternoon.
1: And how bright is it? It's bright like it's 1.30 in the afternoon it, it, at one thirty in if, the morning. It feels like you step into daylight. <laughs> right. right.
0: Like we our hotel was literally right around the corner from Times Square, which okay. is pretty cool. And we kind of accidentally did it. Like, yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, we want to be in the heart of the city. I did not know. Like tr- I'm talking like front door. To like that, like where we're sitting is right. like how close Times Square was. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like it was bright as shit. I mean, we did all like the tourist shit Times Square. So here's here's the one thing that like surprised me absolutely the most. Um, no, I was joking with our friends all weekend, like nicest people in the world. I know that sounds. Really, I know that sounds insane, and it's not a true take mm-hmm. like of what it was like. But I swear to God every service industry person was like the most helpful I've ever dealt with in my life. Like the most like, welcome to the restaurant. What can we get you this and that? And it's like, yeah, we ate at fancy places where we were spending a lot of money, but then like all the way down to like hot dog vendors and like slices off the street. Like I just thought like they took so much more pride in their job, like working those positions that, you know, necessarily some people wouldn't like to work. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we just got lucky, but I swear to God, like at the hotels, the people were like informed and excited to like be there all the way down to the service people. And I don't know what it was, but to me, I was just like, this is a lot different than what I thought. Right. Like, I kind of thought like asking for directions or like, if you're confused of where you are, or, like looking up at buildings, like I would just get eaten alive in the city and it just didn't feel that way at all.
1: No, no. New York's a great place. I love New York too. So I got a couple questions for you. Number one, what was your favorite thing that you ate? so we did,
0: we did a steak dinner. Okay. Um, and I got a new, so I ordered the filet mm-hmm. and the, the wait, the, uh, wait staff was like, you can get filet on an airplane. Like you're getting a New York strip steak. And I was like, fine, like <laughs> good. Thank you for doing that for me. Right. And I got that New York strip steak okay. and it was unbelievable. It was a place called Harry's. Uh, I forgot what neighborhood it was in, but it was fucking incredible. Okay. So that, that rock, the steak rock number two, went to an absolute hole in the wall like had to be a d the best. had to be a d on the fucking like health uh, the health inspector's list yeah yeah bagel shop called bagel works like on upper east side okay and i got a pastrami like a pastrami lettuce tomato thing with mm-hmm. like russian dressing on a sourdough bagel mhm incredible Better
1: than your bagel here that you get when you're hungover?
0: So that was like, I was sitting with my wife and I was like, this is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Eastside Bagel, St. Clair Shores is like my dog. It's my my spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Always
0: rep it, but I really enjoyed this one, I think, a little more. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's good. So- had a couple different things. Did you get any pizza? I know you mentioned maybe a slice off the street. Not as much as we would have wanted. Okay. We get,
0: we went to an Italian restaurant and like did a pizza appetizer, which you can fucking do there because it's thin. Yeah. yeah. Um, New York style pizza is my favorite. That was like my favorite even before going there. Mm-hmm. Sapino's downtown Detroit makes a really great Love one. Love it. Yeah. And then we got we only got one more at the airport, which is kind of lame. Yeah. But we didn't have as much pizza
1: as I would have liked.
0: Yeah. There's definitely like we did a lot of core things, but there are. 4 million other things that like I wish I would have done a little more.
1: Well, that's the problem with New York yeah. cuz it's such a big city. There's so much to do. You have to go back a couple times to be able to do everything. Yeah. You know, so But
0: we did go to one of the marquee moments was we went to the Met. We went to the Metropolitan Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> mind-blowing place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, comparing again to the Detroit Institute of Arts, one of my favorite places in Detroit. Beautiful place. The Met is seven times the size of it with 10x more things to look at. Right, It was fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And it's four floors. We only did the first floor and did everything there. Like, didn't even go to the special exhibits, and we were there for hours. Like, it was like, we were, like, exhausted by the time we were done. Right. But that was, like, absolutely incredible. We saw the Book of Mormon on Broadway. Okay. Uh, That was awesome as well. Is that the one with the South Park? Yes. Okay. Yep. So that's the South Park created uh, play. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, it rocks. I mean, that play is literally like a South Park episode just live on stage. Yeah. And even going there, like the people at the like the bar were just like so excited. They're
1: like, oh, welcome to the Met. Like, what can we get you? And I felt like that's just like how it was everywhere we went. Right. Right. No, New York's a great place. I love it. Um, couple more questions, though. Was there Christmas decor up yet? Uh, it, so it was actually kind of funny when we
0: got to the, uh, LaGuardia, mm-hmm. no Christmas stuff was up.
1: And then when we flew back Monday, all the Christmas stuff. Okay. Was gotcha. Up. Yeah. Nothing like Christmas in New York. It's, it reminds me of home alone. Yes. But I love it there. When it, it was the
0: first weekend they had the ice rink up at Rockefeller and Bryant okay. park. So Bryant park, we got there Thursday. The rink wasn't up Friday. It was up. So gotcha. it was all just starting. Gotcha. It was in transit. Mm-hmm. No
1: pun intended. <laughs> right. Okay, couple more. Yeah, I'll do I a, could talk about it. I'll all do day. the off the wall question last. Did you make it to Central Park? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. How,
0: what'd you think of Central Park? I can't believe I didn't mention it. Like I'm trying to think, trying to recall everything. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's un fucking real. Like my buddy uh, who lives there. Uh, did an awesome job and actually sent me a google map mm-hmm. with like pinpoints of where to go mm-hmm. so we did like a perfect two mile walk there i would have personally loved to like if we go back like spend a day there or yes. like or like do like like go on a run or ride a bike like we just did like a, okay come on like to fit this in the schedule we have to go see central park mm-hmm. and it's like we saw the alice in wonderland statue we saw like people playing music we saw the huge fountain there like uh we saw uh, bow bridge which mm-hmm. apparently is a very popular instagram spot it was packed with so many people so we just kind of cruised through it mm-hmm. but like stunning yeah absolutely stunning
1: and to think that that big of a park with that much to do is in the middle of the busiest city in the world in or one, the world or one of the yeah at least in america crazy yeah. to think we when we went when my me and my wife went they had the ice rink up in central park yeah and they were calling me fetter off when I had longer yeah. hair. Yeah. had the white laces on. Yeah, but I'm sure. No, um, but uh, there's so much to do there. That's why it's like, like you probably already want to go back because there's probably six things that you didn't get to do that you want to do. Yeah, I mean,
0: more. I mean, we didn't even see like Ground Zero. Yeah. Like, I didn't go okay. to the top of the Empire State Building. You know, both great. Yeah, both great. But like, just in other neighborhoods and like, you know, we stood, we stayed in Midtown Manhattan. Like, we saw, um. We spent some time in West Village, which was incredible. We spent oh, yeah. some time on the Upper East Side; like, it was awesome, man. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, and I could, I guess, I could see why some people just don't because it's it's just always going.
1: Yeah, it's it's very busy, and um, there's just almost it's almost overwhelming. I mean, it's the city that never sleeps, and it really is. Yeah. Did you guys have like any step counters or anything like no. your Apple Watches, like? When me and my wife went, I think we walked 10 and a half miles the one day or 11 miles. Like, we it's easily, insane. We easily did that. Because, yeah. like, there was just, there was a lot of times
0: it was like, do we get in an Uber? Do we take this? It's like, I don't know. Let's just walk. Like right. Let's just take, like, take in the whole city. Go on
1: an adventure.
0: It, it was like, you know, to get, like. Not to get too deep into it, but like it's just like there are so many fucking people in this world. It's like obviously there's a lot of people in the world, but like it's like New York. There's so many, and it's like yes, they're pat they're passing you all the time, and they're all doing different things, and you're like there's so like you know yes. it, it's one of those moments where you feel just so like small. You and are in, insignificant. You're just a blip. <laughs> besides
1: this, besides this podcast, which is nationwide, you're correct, listened to by many celebrities. Yes, the whole city's probably yeah, listening to this exactly. Right now, which but is which outside is of that, I feel small in New York. Yeah, so. Two more questions, then we get off New York. I just love New York. I, so could, I like I talking could, yeah, about this it. This is like turning into a New York podcast. New York like, weather podcast. It fucking
0: blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I really, I really can't wait to go back. So I thought you mentioned it. You did not get to any of the other boroughs. We, uh, so where, I just, I really want to see where that steak restaurant was. Um, but no, I mean, we got to Upper East Side, okay. Manhattan, uh, West West Village, we hit Central Park, but kind of offer yeah. off of Upper East Side. So you
1: were on Manhattan the whole time. Oh, fine.
0: We were in the fan- financial district. Oh yeah, that's that's that,
1: still Manhattan. So you were on yes. Manhattan the whole time. Yes, didn't make it to Brooklyn or Queens. Oh no, or that's the other thing. No, didn't okay. didn't, didn't. No, exactly. We gotta check of out Brooklyn next time. I know Brooklyn's like the small big city. Yeah. Like it's it's a whole different vibe than Manhattan. Manhattan my favorite too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you could stay a whole week there and see something new the whole time, but get to Brooklyn. Last question, I had a buddy that recently went did it smell like weed everywhere? He said people were smoking weed like like it was going out of style. I
0: would say everywhere would be a little bit of an exaggeration, but very prominent around. Okay. I mean, they had like weed edible trucks like with Perfect. Rick and Morty painted on the side, like, parked fucking 10 steps from Bryant Park in the New York Public Library. Okay. And, like, no, it absolutely was just, like, there was a guy just on the street, like, with a ziplock, like, with, like, pre-rolls. Straight just, hustling. Straight up. Like, yeah, uh, yes, there was weed everywhere. <laughs> and my buddy, I, like... Uh, like I text him like, hey, is there anywhere to like buy weed here? And he just like responded like, LOL. He's like, just fucking pick your, He's like, pick your head up, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was cool. And then like with the travel, we did we did like a relaxed travel. Like we did like a noon flight Thursday and then a return flight home Monday at like two p.m., which was just like. The airports aren't too busy yeah. and you kind of can ease into your day. It was, it was fucking cool, man. Like I really enjoyed it. Good. And I feel like there's a hundred things I am like forgetting to mention or not doing justice of it. Um, but if anybody's considering going, like it won't be another, you know, 31 years before I'm there again. hundred percent. And yeah. if
1: anyone's interested in hearing about New York, this episode 86 <laughs> B is going to be yeah, a was, New York I was, special. I was going to say, <laughs> click the link and it's just, it's just us like in New York accents, like eating bagels <laughs> yeah. and pizza.
0: Um, uh, uh, interesting, this will be a decent segue as we get into sports, but thought it was kind of funny. Like while I was there, the wings played the Rangers, um, but it was in Detroit. Mm -hmm. The Pistons played the Knicks in New York. We actually debated going, but I didn't want to spend like four hours of that trip trip, like watching the Pistons at MSG. Um, Maybe I should have, but if it was the Wings, I would have been there, but whatever. And then uh, State played Rutgers. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, you know, all the teams were playing uh, all the New York teams.
1: All New York teams. And when I was there, it was the Heisman weekend. Oh, really? So at Radio City were all the Heisman candidates. And also in New York this weekend, UFC 281, which was one of the best UFC cards that we've seen so far. So that was also in Madison Square Garden this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's hear about it. And I think Madison Square Garden, before I jump into it, isn't it like, six levels or four levels or there's it's like such a big venue like you can have a boxing match on one of the levels and you can watch the next play on another one it's insane yeah I didn't know that it's I had no crazy. Clue.
0: see like I definitely want to go see it right probably when I you know do a wings game or something there right but um yeah Dude, I mean the amount of sh- the week before was the New York marathon the weekend I was there was New York comedy week mm-hmm. and it's just like you try to do it all, and it's like, we went on a little bit of an extended trip, you know, not like three weeks or anything, but it's right. like, it's just, it's hard to get everything done. Yeah. And, you know, have 100 drinks along the way oh. and, and be, you know, 31 and not 22. Somewhat coherent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It exactly. was great,
1: though. Thanks Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Well, jumping in, I know I, I mentioned it real quick for all of our UFC fans. Great UFC card this weekend. Um, we had two title fights, which is great to have. We had an absolute battle between Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. And Israel Adesanya, one of the biggest names in the sport, one of the best fighters in the sport, got beat by Alex Pereira, who gave him one of his only MMA losses prior to this. Holy shit. So they're already calling for a rematch on that. Wei Li Zhang, Chinese woman, um, took down the woman straw weight title submitted uh straw weight yes what is that i think is that under 100 pounds i think it's like 115 120 damn yep so she beat uh carla esparza and then dustin poirier michael chandler one of the most action-packed ufc fights probably of the year great fight poirier beat chandler after chandler stomped on him for about the first three or four minutes knockout uh submission okay submission so and what's the difference uh submission is you make him tap out on the ground knockout is you you call the fu- you know ref calls the fight knocks the guy out Holy usually shit. with a strike
0: so like in that submission situation but aren't there like submission situations where the ref will call it or absolutely not like, yes
1: if if he goes to sleep the ref's gonna call it but, but like say he's tapped. got him
0: in an arm bar like okay and he's just like gonna, you know, he's gonna break his arm in half. Bones gonna show and shit like that. If the guy doesn't tap out, that's it. If you
1: don't tap, you, your your arm's getting broken. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. And yeah. then it gets, and then once he finished from the stops. pain. Yeah. 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 I was just
1: curious. I didn't know how it goes. No, you got to tap unless uh, unless you're out cold. That's a man game. Yeah. Like I don't even call it a game. I don't even know what it is. I don't know how it's like legal. It's a blood sport. I mean, it's not a blood sport. It's a it's an art. It's martial arts. Yeah. You know so. It uh, it's good UFC popular just growing more and more and more great card one of the better cards Um, and they always have great cards at the end of the year so um, end of the year going into the start of the year is a big time for the UFC and we're gonna have a couple more good cards here coming up. It's great to hear
0: I um, have yet to I mean I really haven't watched much of it Mm -hmm. so you're you're obviously just our resident UFC guy. That's right
1: that's right. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Sweet. So before we get into um, NFL, I didn't know if you had any notes on, on our Spartys fighting, fighting the Zags this weekend I, on the carrier
1: boat. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned it half hour away from tip off against Kentucky tonight. MSU already on the schedule has Gonzaga, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Villanova, Alabama, and that doesn't include if yeah. they beat Villanova, they go into a tournament that includes North Carolina amongst others. So possibly the toughest schedule out of any non-conference schedule in the country, Michigan State plays number two Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier. First and foremost, cool concept, but playing basketball outside, we're not at May Stecker. Right. We're not at Grant Park. We're not at Dodge Park. This is high-level basketball where these games matter. Yeah. Love the idea. It was windy. The teams couldn't shoot. Yeah. You, you can't play high level basketball outside. I hate to say it. Cool concept. Oh, he's a bah humbug. Chandler doesn't like to have fun. No, I just want to see two high level teams compete in an atmosphere that allows them to showcase their talent.
0: And I feel like the lighting's odd too. Like I was watching, like, you know, you see kind of the huge sweeping shadows right. and stuff like that. Right. Um. I totally agree. Like, great concept. Like, If there's a way they could do it where it's they glass over it or something like that, probably makes more sense. Um obviously I was running around uh New York, so I didn't get to watch too much of it. Mm -hmm. The only note I had from the fucking game was I hated the camo hoodies that that they gave state. And what was even more egregious is that they made Izzo wear it. (laughs) It's just like that short little Italian in this like hype beast oversized, like camo green sparty hoodie. Right. Um I just think it's very much breezed over how in how pandemic changed what coaches wear. Yes, on the fucking court, it's like sweatsuits.
1: They don't wear. They used to wear suit and ties. I know only. Yes, only. Remember Rick Pitino used to come out in the all white like he was getting married at the chapel or <laughs> yeah. something. You know, now I feel they like can't that even just throw a collar on.
0: Yeah, and it's like Izzo. Like I kind of miss the the suits. Yes, I mean. If, if the coaches really don't, you know, that's fine. And they seem to not, but right. I think it's just interesting how the pandemic changed that it's quarter zips only and
1: Q- sweatpants. Q- from zips and yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Y- you know, so it, it really changes it. Um, but you know what they played tough and, and that's what this team's going to have to do this year. They don't have the, the young talent. They have a bunch of good players, no great players, um, It's not like they have knockdown shooters on the outside so that's why I think this game was a little closer than a lot of people expected I don't think that's their game I think Michigan State would rather play inside I think it played into their hands that they got to play outside against Gonzaga they jumped on them they were up double digits in the second half they were diving for balls they were rebounding they were playing tough on the inside playing tough defense but they ended up losing the game because one of their weaknesses is they can't throw the ball to a guy and say, create your own shot. Get us a bucket when we need one. You know, Hoggard's great in the pick and roll. Matty Sissoko played a great game inside. But those aren't crazy offensive threats. Our main guy's Malik Call, and he had a bad game. Mm-hmm. He had a bad game. Um, so, you know what? I expect for MSU, for MSU standards, probably not the best year. But it's a tournament team. We should probably be in the top four or five in the Big Ten, six, seven seeds, somewhere in there. I would think we can project, and uh, I think you're going to have some ups and some downs. The big thing, though, very veteran team. Yeah, between uh, probably our top eight guys that play, I think seven of them are juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. So
0: feels like, sounds like an
1: Izzo squad. It's an ISO. It's, it's like team. the most Izzo thing yes. I've ever heard. You know, yes. I'm like
0: all I heard going into this game was just like. Buckle up for more Michigan State misery this year. Like, they're not going to be that great. It's like they lose by one point. Right. Obviously in a weird situation early in the year, but number two team by one point, and they had three shots to win the game at the end. Correct. Three shots to win that game, Um, you know, and then they're right back at it with Kentucky. I mean, to me, this is this is all nothing new. The schedule is, like, honestly tougher than what it is to normally start. Right. But they always open up with these fucking ridiculous top five always. matchups. Always. You know? Always. So, it's nice they didn't back down or get absolutely
1: slaughtered. No. So. It's it's encouraging. hmm You know, hey, you have to reset the expectation. You know, next year's our year where we got four of the top 70 players coming in. Yeah. That's the year where we say, hey, we we have to make a run at a natty. This year, it's like, let's make a run at the Big Ten. Let's get in the tournament and see if Izzo can work his magic. I, I mean, I was going to say, like, this. it feels like that year, though, where it's like, Correct. I mean, Izzo sometimes does better with these teams than he does with the Stars. The goal is still to make a Final Four and get into, and win a national championship, but the expectation is not that this year.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, cool. Well, speaking of exceeding expectations, the Lions, we're mm-hmm. into the NFL now, have just matched their win total from last year. Yeah. Uh, Lions take down the Bears. 31-30 in Soldier Field, Dan Campbell's first win on the road. Wow. First back-to-back wins since 2020, and first time. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. Right, Dan. What are we? <laughs> and then what was the other? There's another shitty stat. It's the first time. This is a good one. You'll like this. It's the first time we are not in last place or have a share of last place in the NFC North since November of 2020. Wow. So these are all, like... It's amazing what fucking... And that's wind, what I was just, it, it's, <laughs> like, pathetic. Like, we've won two games in a row. One of them happened to be on the road. And we've broken, like, seven horrible streaks. Yeah,
1: and I saw another headline, too. Like, defense steps up with big play. It's, like, someone commented on it defense gave up 30 points it's like okay we gotta pick six but like you gave up 30 points (laughs) still like baby steps i get it yeah and you know if
0: pizzo is here his shirt would be off uh and (laughs) and like i'm trying to you know i i got him last week and they won and we were kool-aid mania and now you're here and the first thing you say is just like you're already kind of backhanded complimenting them uh with the 30 point thing the um but i i was reading the same shit like it was like lions bottle up fields like when it counts and it was like ah he rushed for 147 and two touchdowns
1: and then threw for another two it's like this this city can't be honest like I'm happy for him I'm glad I said at the start of the year six wins would have been a great year like we can do that and say like oh the defense is, we, we don't have to say the defense has turned a corner yeah this young defense looks great now we can say that you know what's the first thing I heard in my group chat after this we're only one game out counting tiebreakers of the playoffs. Just stop. Just enjoy it. Just let them (laughs) win and let them get better than last year and enjoy the ride as a Lions fan. To say,
0: like, they're turning a corner, no. But our, like, I mean... I don't know how it's depend, it's fucking that's a loose statement, right? right? Turning a corner. They are looking better. They have played 100%. better. 100%. And it was very it's very promising to see Aiden Hutchinson play the way he has over the last couple of games. Like that one goal line he jumps on. I don't know who if it was her, the I think it was, was, was it Herbert, Herbert his yeah. back. That's the type of shit that it's like all right there's the freak we right. want to see. And that was the first time he looked like a monster to me. Right. Uh Okuda obviously the pick 6 was a little bit of a gift but he's had like a much better season than we could have ever, you know, anticipated 100%. him having. So that was nice to see. Um and then just I mean just the pass rush in general was a little more on obviously it like helped Fields, you know, he loves any excuse to leave the pocket but um I mean you got to win in the division and and they
1: should have beat Minnesota to start the year. Yeah. And so these are all good things. These are all great things. And I'll take credit. I took them plus three and a half against Miami. Okay. And they've been different since then. <laughs> I mean, I know we have a lot of Lions that listen to the podcast, and it seems like they took it to heart that I was turning a new leaf and yeah. that you guys were giving up on the season two weeks ago.
0: And I I truly can't believe that you had so much disgust from the Miami week that you wouldn't have taken the Lions um Against in the, the in, in the yeah in the sheep shark right no yeah I or know wait was that the week before
1: that was the week before and I was thinking about taking them this week in the sheep shark and I should have um, but I didn't do it I, I, you know an interesting point to me is I feel like here in Detroit it's like politics right now you either have to be all one way on the Lions or all the other way so you got half of the people saying. They're fucking blowing a top three pick. We need a quarterback. And you got the other people saying they're one game out of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, can we just cool our Jets? We have the Rams pick, which is, I don't know is if looking, you saw. Yeah. Cooper Cup placed on IR. That means he's out at least four weeks. He's done. They're going to shut him down for the season. Stafford's got a concussion. Stafford's concussed, and I don't think his elbow's right still. Yeah. It's I, been bothering him all year. Yeah. You know, so. Listen, we're probably gonna have a top ten pick with the Rams pick. We're probably borderline top ten. Newsflash, I don't want a quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterbacks don't work out. Bryce Young.
0: Field's playing well. I, I don't
1: I don't I don't see Bryce Young. I really don't see Bryce Young as an NFL quarterback. So let's just get our two defenders with two top fifteen picks. You start plugging holes. Our offense is fine. Mm -hmm. it's been fine outside of a couple weeks this year we got to focus on the other side of the ball and we've just got to know hey we've got to get better and guess what this is a process Detroit we're not going to make the playoffs this year newsflash I don't think we're going to have a top five pick this year unless it's the Rams pick either Mm -hmm. so just enjoy the ride let's try to win games and let's see what we can do this offseason because hey Kirby Joseph has looked really good yeah Since he came and came into the starting lineup. And he had the all-time post. Right. The best post of all time. Aiden Hutchinson coming on. Amon Ross St. Brown. Good star. Sewell. Yeah. Getting into Eddie Jackson's face after the game. These are all Brad Holmes picks. Now he's going to have five in the top 75 this year with probably the fifth most, sixth most cap space in the NFL. I hate to be a typical Lions fan and look to the future, but like, Let's just build some momentum going into the end of the year here and see what this off, this is the off season where we can take the lead. This is where we find out where, I mean,
0: this is, this is everything Brad Holmes has done is just add pressure to himself. Right. And we have liked all his picks before. I mean, even Pascal's playing well. Right. Um, you know, two and zero cents trading TJ Hawkinson. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure three different tight ends have caught touchdowns mm-hmm. since he's left. Yep. Um, I wanted to go back to what you said about, like, the Lions fans being, like, are you mad they're winning? Are you happy they're winning? Mm -hmm. I just think with Dan Campbell and his job, like, and to build culture, you play to win games. And I hate being in, like, this media thing of, like, you know, once the Lions won the the game versus Green Bay, they dropped from the number one overall pick or the number two overall pick down to, like, eight or nine. right? And it's just, like – that's not how Dan Campbell's wired. That's not how a culture changes. Like, you're not doing things to lose these games. It's like you're playing to win the games, and it's like a lot of the players we have are young guys, draft picks. Like, you're building a winning culture. Right. And it's it's just like I, – I, I don't know. I, I don't – what's the point of even having a season? You know, it's like is a is a 500 season or a just less than 500 season trash because they don't have the number fucking three overall right. pick? It's like that's
1: not how, like, good organizations ever, ever operate. No. You build it up, and that's what they're doing this year. This year was a stepping stone, and that's how we have to treat it. And, you know, I I love that you touched on it, but that is the one thing I don't like about us winning. You know, it doesn't – it overshadows Campbell's mistakes. Yeah. You know, now he hasn't made one in two weeks in their wins, so maybe – Maybe we're turning a leaf well, with him. I think I read something like he, you know, he turned down the aggression
0: on some of the fourth downs and shit like hey, that.
1: If he can do that and make adjustments, maybe he will work out here. At his pace, he wasn't going to work out here. But I agree totally with your point. What, when is the time? We we've, we've been playing for the future for sixty years. Yeah, like can't we just get better this year and then see what this offseason has to hold? We've had the, a competent GM for the first time. Seems like it, at least. In a long time. Yeah. He's made picks. When was the last time we've had third and fourth rounders? Do giving, anything. good, Giving us any production in their first year or two.
0: Uh, they haven't given them to us. Right. We, they def- generally do it for, like, the New England Patriots or Correct. other teams like that.
1: Correct. Yeah. So why don't we just ride the momentum? Detroit, let's have fun. Don't worry about the playoffs. And stop worrying about the damn number one overall pick. So much changes in two to three weeks. Yeah. Let's see where we sit after these next two weeks. You're playing at the Giants this week. Tough game. Your boys. G-Men, Super Bowl champs New York possibly. might have to go back. There, there you go. Yeah. And then you play the other team from New York. Yep. No, not the Jets. The Bills at yep. home on Thanksgiving. The team. You, who knows? Who knows where we stand? I mean, if we win those two... I mean, yeah, you have to paint your face. We're, if we win those two, I'm saying it right now, Frank. Yeah. At the 41, no, 42-minute mark, okay, I'm going to tell you, if the Lions beat the Giants and then beat the Bills at home, I will go to the December 4th home game and break <laughs> my four-plus-year streak of staying out of Ford Field Deal. against the Jaguars. Yeah, that
0: sounds great. And you got to paint your face. I'll paint my face. <laughs> it's silver. But you have
1: to come with me. Okay, I'll be there. Absolutely,
0: okay. I'll be there. Do you want know, twist my arm?
1: Five and six at home against the Jags. I'll have my face painted, and I will see Ford Field for the first time. If in you want to just get
0: like so far ahead of ourselves, which I love doing, <laughs> I love doing it. So say we beat the Giants on the road. Yeah, like, there we the, go. What are they fucking? What are they? Seven, seven and two. two. Yeah, the Bills six and three, but Super Bowl contenders. Say we beat the Jets. Because at that point, now it's like we're expected to beat the Jags. Yeah. I mean, but then, but then we're, then we're six and six (laughs) at home versus TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I mean, we should be there. Yeah. Let's get fucking way too excited about (laughs) it. No, yeah. Um, but you know what also is nice to see with the Lions this weekend? Uh, breaks in our way. You know, I felt like the Bears kind of had a, the, not even kind of, the Bears had a Detroit Lions game. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, tied at half, they come out like gangbusters. Fucking go up twenty four to ten. Yep. Uh Lions go, are driving. Golf throws the most golf fucking awful pick I've ever seen in my life. Lions get a hands to the face call in their favor, which mm-hmm. wasn't a great call. No. Um. He might have got hit in the throat. I don't. I know he was injured and hurt, but like, it didn't look like a hands to the face. It was within one yard right off the line. But that was an egregious pick by Goff, and that's the game right there. Mm -hmm. That guy picks that off inside the red zone. You know, the Lions are all but dead in that game. Fucking gets another chance. Swift takes it in on a nine-yard run. Now the Lions are down a touchdown. Three plays later, Fields has the worst throw of his entire career to Okuda. Fucking number one to number one, both Ohio State guys. Okuda scores, tie ball game. Obviously... They score again. Let up the big but play. The, but then, mit, uh, yeah, fucking two plays later, <laughs> yeah. uh, Fields, he looked like Michael Vick on that play. Yeah, Absolutely Michael Vick. Insane. Breakaway Gaz- speed. Gazelle. Okuda's fast as hell couldn't catch him. Mm-hmm. And so then they go up, but then they miss that extra point. Right. And it was just like, all right, Lions, got to score, got to win the game now. So, like, two big plays there that were just huge breaks, that I feel like normally go against normally go against the Lions and the Lions are normally the one blowing that 14 point lead so the Bears outlined us. Uh, at, yes. on Soldier. We got
1: outlined this week. I think you came up with a new word. Maybe you accidentally said it but whenever Jared throws a bad pick we'll just call it goffle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking goffle. It's goffle. That's a good one. But yeah, I mean and those are the last thing on the Lions even though I might have just said that like the discussion of like is golf like the guy or going to be the guy next year keeps like steadily creeping up. Um, my opinion is this is that Dan Campbell's locked the fuck in, especially after th- like he's already locked in full next year now, in my opinion, almost no matter what happens, unless he starts 0 and 8 or something ridiculous. Probably. I think he's locked in. I think he's absolutely locked in. I, I think he could have lost every game this year and he would have returned next year. I just that's just my thought on where management is taking everything. My opinion on Goff like you were mentioning, like I don't know if we're gonna fall into the area where a draft needs to happen. I don't think Campbell or uh, Holmes has made that decision yet of like what we're gonna do in the draft because right. he doesn't know where the fuck we're gonna land. Right. I think Golf is is going to be done after this year. Like really, almost no matter what. I don't think it almost has anything to do with how he's played or what he's done. Um, I just think the whole plan this whole time was to get Goff, bleed out this contract have him fill the space and then move on to whatever the next thing is really that's my thought and i don't don't know if we're going to do it in the draft i don't know if we're going to make a trade for someone the only thing i could maybe see is if they signed him to like a one-year deal maybe Mm -hmm. like a one-year deal for a quarter of the price Mm -hmm. um but i'd be i'd be surprised if the market was like super clamoring over jared goff right so i don't know
1: Let's get big brain here, all right? I love it. I'm going to oh, get big brain here. Lamar. I mean, that's <laughs> – yes, that's big, big brain. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen is – I think you're right. Campbell's locked in. He's coming back for a third year. Out of doubt. He has to. No doubt. But I look at the 2024 draft, and I see a lot of good quarterback prospects. Caleb Williams, Drake May from uh, North Carolina, Jackson Dart, Quinn Ewers. There's a lot of good prospects. I feel like when a new regime starts, you pick your quarterback. And I think this regime is going to say, listen, this is Dan Campbell's third year. We have to see much improvement. So he's going to either get to pick his guy or sign a guy, but he's not going to get to draft a guy. So I don't think they want to do what they did to Justin Fields in Chicago, and maybe it works out, but you don't go into a make-or-break year with a quarterback and let him draft a young quarterback. So I think next year, Jared Goff's going to be here with us. Maybe they pick up a veteran. Maybe they pick up somebody to compete with them. I would be surprised if next year, if we took a high quarterback.
0: Yeah. I Depending on where that Rams pick falls. That's true. You know, it's just kind of where we fall. Because the Lions are just this fucking ridiculous team where they could lose the rest of the game. They could lose every single game on the rest of the schedule. They could. They could win half the games. They yep. could win... They could win more than they lose. Like, I really don't know what the fuck to do with this team.
1: They have a ton that they can do this offseason. And win, lose, or draw, they're going to be in a good position at the end of the year. So that's why I say... And the Rams are really fucking helping that out. Yeah, and they're, they're bad. They're going to be a top 10 pick. So, hey, just win the damn games. See where it goes. And we'll worry about the season after the season. But if they beat the Giants this week... You're going to win three games going into a home game on Thanksgiving against Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> forget about it. The, the city. Forget about it. Versus Buffalo? That's what I'm saying. The city might blow up. And,
0: like, there's going to be a lot of Bills fans very present. 100%. For that game. Very present for that game. 100%.
1: That's a shit show. 100%. If they're four and six in a game out going into Thanksgiving, dude, all bets are off.
0: All bets, yes, they are.
1: And you got J Mo lurking, lurking in the shadows. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I did. Yeah, you got. You got me thinking about fucking everything. Uh, what's that? What's our oh, uh, Johnson? Our old coordinator, Ben Johnson. Ben, yeah. I didn't know if. it – Yeah, I couldn't think of his first name. Uh, that goal line play that he had to the first touchdown of the game for the mm-hmm. Lions. Like that was just like such a fresh of breath air. Yes. I felt like I was like, that was a beautiful fucking play. Yes. And we're using no name tight ends. We have a third string running, yep. ba- running back who takes out two guys. Mm-hmm. And then you just have, was it Brock, right? Wide open in the end zone. Like yep. that to me was like, part of me of just like, okay, well if golf's getting comfortable in this system, right. you just need someone to kind
1: of man the ship. Right. It's, it's interesting. They've made their season interesting again. And that's all we can ask for. Because two weeks ago, me, you, and Lou were looking here, saying, "How the hell are we going to do a segment more than three minutes on the Lions at this point?
0: They make no fucking sense. They lose the Eagles by three. They kill the well. They don't. They they won by eleven or nine, but it felt like they killed the Commanders. Should have beat the Vikings. Should have beat the Seahawks. Patriots was just like okay, and then they went into their free fall. Patriots get killed. Get killed by the Cowboys. Dolphins blow a fourteen point lead." then they just have a sh- two sh- like a shitstorm versus the packers and i don't know they're just they're the weirdest fucking organization in the Let's world. Let's
1: just think though and then we'll we'll wrap this up and <laughs> put a bow that three on times. it But since the bye week Dallas yeah played tough blew a lead in that game Wait us yeah i mean 24 to 6 Yeah but that was all in the fourth quarter That was a that was a tie game wasn't it in the third quarter at at halftime we were up six to three yeah and then
0: we we, yeah it was ten to six then we gave up 21 points in the second half and didn't score a point
1: yeah but hey you're up at half you're only down one possession for most of the second half yeah okay next game you're up two touchdowns on the dolphins one of the biggest surprise teams you're up more you're up 17 blew that game blew that game then you beat the packers then you beat the bears they're building some momentum But let's just temper expectations unless they go five and six and then are hosting the Jacks. So, what's interesting about the two, the four games we
0: just fucking discussed, because it is like the Jekyll and Hyde, like Cowboys, Lions winning six to three at half, right? Mm -hmm. Zero point second half. I don't know what their yard total was. Yep. Uh, Miami up 17 at half, fucking (laughs) 67 yards of total offense. No points in the second half. So that's just a better coaching staff right there. Right. That's what that says to me. Right. There's an adjustment and the Lions are just in there going like, keep it up. Right. Um, then conversely, it's like, I don't know, Green Bay game was fucking weird because they were up at half and ended up winning the game. But like, you know, Bears, it's like, did they make some adjustments? It kind of seems like it. Right. But they also got lucky on a few calls. So who the fuck knows?
1: Who knows, man? Aubrey
0: Pleasant got hired by the Packers. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah, he's got picked up by the pack.
1: Yeah, there we go. He'll bite us in the ass. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: he will. He will. Um, other NFL notes from around the league, just quickly here. Uh, the NFL, I mean, in general, just feels wide open. If the Lions, if the Lions beat Minnesota, they're four and five, and they're 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 literally they're one game out of the fucking playoffs. They're, yes. They're and uh, especially in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, have the last playoff spot at five and four yep i mean it's insane it's crazy it's actually crazy like the whole nfl feels wide open
1: it's wide open right now
0: like you can't even keep up with these um,
1: like who's beating who right right it's uh it's one of those things i mean you saw minnesota and the bills this weekend game of the year i mean it was absolutely insane i've never seen so many swings Between having the fourth and goal, to then getting stopped, to then fumbling, to then kicking a field goal, Justin Jefferson, that drive, making probably the best catch since Odell Beckham's catch. Fourth and 18. Fourth and 18. Cousins just did the
0: fucking, Jefferson's out there somewhere. And
1: then the Bills come back in overtime after getting a field goal kicked on him, get into the red zone, and get picked off. Allen just threw in 650 miles an hour into coverage. Right. Right into Patrick Peterson's chest insane so it that was a great game and to your point like who's the favorite right who's the favorite because know who's know who's slowly quietly just taking care of business kansas city kansas city it's absolutely kansas city they're just taking care of business beating teams by double digits every week whatever uh we have a little blip on national tv against the titans we're just gonna man which we won right well we're just gonna manhandle the 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 uh Jaguars the next week um you're seeing teams like that you're seeing teams like the Dolphins Dolphins yep. just keep on rolling you see teams like the Niners Niners Ed McCaffrey since they've done that they've looked really 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 good you yeah see-
0: they, yeah and they've also but they're like weird like it's like you think they're better, then you're like, oh, their record's five and four, right? Like, I that's what always surprises me whenever I see a game by them. I'm like, oh, I they're a good team, like they're a good team, and now it's like, oh, they're they're they've lost four games though, right? And they, they were flirting with losing to the Chargers, yeah, big time. Um, I, I mean, even the Eagles lose to the Commanders yesterday, which Eagles was lose, which was the uh, I got to be honest, like. Side note here, had the worst fantasy loss of my entire life. No one cares about an individual fantasy team, but this is such an easy one to explain. Um, I needed this win to, like, stay alive for the last seed in the playoffs. And I'm playing the the worst team in the league record-wise. I was uh, down two points, two whole points with A.J. Brown going. Two points A.J. Brown PPR, 1.7 is what he finished (laughs) with. And a tackle, so he finished with 1.95. Oh my god! I lost by .05. That's a whole other story. No one cares about my fantasy team, but that was the worst loss I've ever suffered in my life, and essentially ended my season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just got home from New York, and I'm like, "Oh, welcome home." Go <laughs> fuck myself. I uh, mean, to
1: that point, Eagles lose, Cowboys lose this week to the Packers. It's like, why didn't they kick a field goal in overtime? I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's, by the
0: way, the emotion in that one between just Rogers and uh mccarthy was mm-hmm. like pretty fun to watch yeah fucking rogers threw that block yeah and then like flexed and then fucking mccarthy throws the headset down yeah yeah i thought that was just like i mean like fuck both those teams right and those guys in general but like i just thought that was totally like it was like oh rogers gets way more fired up for these like petty wars than i think
1: anything else oh 100 percent, 100 percent. so i mean going into thanksgiving we've got probably 10 teams that can still take home the super bowl. I mean just even like forget like super bowl, you know, like
0: mm-hmm. record wise like yes, you know I mean like the jets have the same record as the bills, but right, I don't right. look at them no, as the no. same team, right, right. Like take a division, it's like AFC East is 7 and 3, 6 and 3, 6 and
1: 3, 5 and 4. Right. Uh how about NFC South? It's the same thing just the other way. Yes, it is
0: yeah, NFC South is yeah five and five, four and six, three and seven, three and seven. It's like the Saints; they have a game like they did where they just lose to the Steelers like that, and you're like, "Well, they they suck. They're out of it." And it's like, "Well, not really.
1: No, they're two games out. <laughs> yeah, if they, and they lying, play everyone in front of them, if that was the Lions fan base, they'd be in the driver's seat to win the division without
0: without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, NFC NFC West. It's like the Rams feel like they are dead to rights. They're dead. But if they win one fucking game. They're, they're literally in second place. I know you – like, I'm just going by math. But, like, I thought the same thing about the fucking Carolina Panthers. And they're just, like, commanders, five and five, you know, like two games out of second. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's really fun. It crazy. really is. And that's why we love the NFL. This year especially, though, I feel like this one is, like, really chaotic. Yeah. The, and and uh, what's also chaotic – Fucking crazy is the Colts hiring Saturday
1: and him winning that game.
0: You know what? The Vegas, Vegas the the Raiders are actually the pits of the NFL. They right are now.
1: trash. They are absolute trash. You know what? I wasn't. Um, I understood some of the sentiment that we saw from the public in regards to why other coaches didn't get that position, but like, that's not a rite of passage. Like, what do, do you have to be a, a, a you know, a department head to then become the CEO or like, listen, you hire who you want and who you think is going to be the best person for the job, whether they have a background in consulting, whether they've been a coordinator for 40 years, whether they're the first year quarterback coach, mm-hmm. you as the owner has the right to hire who you want. And you have to be a leader of men, whether you know X's or O's or not, you can put people in positions that are good leaders and don't have coaching experience and then have the good coordinators around him. You got Gus Bradley on that staff. He's been an NFL coach before, high-end D coordinator. You got John Fox on that staff, who's been to Super Bowls as an NFL head coach. Why not give a guy like this a try? And I'm not saying it was or wasn't the right hire, but, like, the slander of Jeff Saturday, that guy didn't do anything. Someone offered him a position. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say, no? There's 32 of them in the whole world. And you won. And you won. So let's just – Temper, if he was starting off 0-4, okay, we can look back and say, what the fuck were they doing?
0: Yeah. And I can understand the uh the sentiment from any Indianapolis fan. You came into this season with high expectations. Sure. You you had a dog shit year, Taylor's playing awful. Matt Ryan looks dead. Mm-hmm. And you have your I, I don't know what word you want to use Urse. I don't know how to describe him. Like he sounds like he's wasted all the time. Drunk uncle, drunk uncle. There you go. Like going up there and hiring, like hit the coolest cousin in the right. room. Who's never coached before. Right. So as an indie fan, as an indie like writer, I would like, if this was the lions and they were supposed to have a good year and they were having this type of year. And then we were like, fuck it. We're hiring Rayola. Like we would all laugh and make fun and point and joke and all that. But like, if you're going to do the fucking Joe Thomas thing where it's like, he acts like some NFL law networking law was violated. Right, Right. Right. Like, fuck you. Right. Right. I mean, but, and then Saturday winning that game, I just thought was like the fucking number one coolest thing for him. Yes. And to just like, everyone loves when like the media is told to shut the fuck up. And number two, like on the other end of the spectrum, like as a Vegas fan, like I was on the plane coming home from New York and someone behind me was wearing Vegas stuff. And there was a guy sitting on the plane with Vegas stuff. And he says, Hey, go Raiders. And the one guy sitting down just rolled his eyes. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's like, that's, they are the biggest joke in the fucking world. Yeah. They're a joke. And like date car crying and stuff. It's like, this isn't helping anything you're doing.
1: I mean, he should play for Campbell <laughs>
0: car, car yeah. and Campbell cry together i i thought that was and i another thing just with the raiders i don't understand why they traded uh, why why the packers traded Devontae adams i don't understand that trade at all the packers need him right no team needs a receiver more than the packers and they gave their best one to the raiders and he's just losing every game
1: it was a lose lose trade i just don't get it for both the the player and the franchise that he was traded away from so it's uh it's very interesting but Needless to say, the second half of the season should be very interesting.
0: Bonkers. With the NFL. Can't wait. But we don't have to worry about the whole second half. Right now, we just have to worry about Sunday. That's right. Because there is money to be made. There we go. So, guys, this week I was running around the city, didn't get the picks up. um, But they were out there. And to be honest, did you write them down? Did you write down what we picked? You, I
1: don't have, I don't have the sheet. Uh, I did write down what I had. I did not write down what everyone else had, as okay. far as that goes. I'm trying to. Th- oh, I took.
0: See, without you here, Channy, we lose a little like
1: structure, because <laughs> I picked the
0: Monday night game. Okay. I did. I did pick Washington. Okay, at ten and a half, and that one covered. And then, oh no! And then I did pick the uh, Seahawks, so that one missed. So I missed. I missed. I was one and one. And then I did take the Lions for Sheep Shark.
1: Okay, gotcha. I'm trying to pull up our our group chat here. I know I did take the Bears for Sheep Shark, so that one wasn't great. I know I had the Panthers on Thursday night. Okay. Panthers had covered. Um, I know I went two and two this this week, but uh, I also had the Bills, who blew a late lead motherfuckers god damn it they should have covered and then who did i have the pack oh yeah pack plus 5 i like the pack plus 5 so two and two last week for me um but uh this is the toughest time of year like, yeah if you can predict nfl at even a 60% rip right now you're an absolute fucking savant i agree and
0: the one thing kind of saving me um looking for consistency something that has saved me and these aren't official picks or anything but like if you're taking a Kelsey touchdown every week you're you're making money this year if you're taking a Nick Chubb touchdown every week you're making money this year mm-hmm. those two have been like my go-to's when I need a win they find the end zone quite a bit they both found it last week I parlayed them together it was great mm-hmm. um, another one just anytime touchdown scores Eckler. He didn't get one last week. Look for him this week. Right. It's very rare he goes back to back without touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, that guy usually finds the end zone unless they give it to Madison, um, like off a whim. But like these are just kind of the things that I'm finding are getting me through these weeks when you don't know when to pick. Those are my top touchdown guys.
1: I, I love the, the anytime touchdown. And, and speaking on that, so have you checked out any college anytime touchdowns? No, they are fucking insane. Are they plus millions, or what? So USC's game last week, their running back Travis Die, yeah, minus fourteen hundred anytime oh, touchdown. Yeah, Jordan Addison, their top receiver, minus thirteen hundred anytime touchdown. They both didn't score. No way. So check out this week, like what a Blake Corum is anytime <laughs> touchdown. Blake Corum's probably minus fifteen hundred easily as an anytime touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like. To your point in the NFL, like they get smart and they start pricing these people up so much, like Chubb's probably gonna be minus every yeah. week from here on out. Yeah. Same with Kelsey.
0: No, and and actually, so they have. There has been weeks where Chubb is like minus two twenty five. Right. But so you literally have to pair it with a Kelsey Something at else. a minus two hundred. Right. So this week they were lower. They were both like minus one forty, one thirty. Which is still crazy odds for any time touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is probably where I miss because like it's so favored to happen. Right. Um, but they both hit. But I, it got lucky. I mean, Chiefs scored two touchdowns without Kelsey, MVS and and to- Tony. Yep. Tooney. Tony? Tony. 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 Yep. He's got the New York tattoo on his back that I might get. Yes. And uh and then uh <laughs> and then Chubb, Chubb had to bust a thirty three yard run, but just just keep an eye out for those anytime touchdowns. Another one who's uh, also been pretty fucking solid as of late is is uh, our boy Kenneth Walker.
1: Kenny Dub, Kenny Dub. All right, we're gonna hop into some picks here, Frank. Yes, sir. We are. All right, <clears throat> I'll get us started here. So, I was looking, scouring the board. Don't see too many interdivision home dogs this week. Hate the board, by the way. I'm just gonna note that. <sighs> that makes two of us, Frank, because I absolutely hate. This board this week, and Hate I was it. scrapping and clawing to see what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, where can I find a spot, where can I not. So, where's the soft spot, Channy? I'm just, what do you always say? You keep it simple. Try when we have this board. And I look and I go up to Orchard Park, New York, where I see the Buffalo Bills laying eight points against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's bad, mm-hmm. Cleveland's not a good team. Bills, two straight, right? Yeah. They've lost two straight now, yeah. they have to go into the toughest environment next week, known as Ford Field. yeah, this is a must win game, Wow, against the Cleveland Browns. You know what? I just I think they're stung. I think they're pissed off that they blew a two touchdown lead and lost the way that they lost, throwing the game away several times in that Minnesota comeback. Keep it simple, Chandler. Bill's minus eight. Not enough. That should be double digits. Go Josh Allen. Go Stephon Diggs. Go Bills.
0: Wow. I'm very surprised by that pick from you. I really am. That is not one. I thought 100% you were going to curveball it at the end and uh, take the Browns because there has definitely been a few times this year where I have said, you know, this is the good team's pissed off game. Right. Note, the Bucs lose to the Steelers. Yep. Following week, they are 10-point favorites at Carolina, lose outright. Yep. Uh, Green Bay Packers, how many do they lose? Five in a row? Yep. After they lost to the Giants uh, in Europe, London, I was like, Rogers just embarrassed himself on an international stage. No way he loses again to the fucking Jets, lost outright. So I'm not saying the Browns are going to beat Buffalo. Um, What are you saying? I'm just saying it's been (laughs) – I'm saying that's a game I'm not touching unless I'm teasing (laughs) that eight all the way down to money line. Okay, you just want the money line. Yeah Um, because the hook scares me there a little bit. But either way, that's your pick. There we go. That's what you're going with. Bills minus eight. So here's... So, so, like you said, you're trying to find what angle you're going for, right? You go for the angle of just, like, keeping it simple. The better team on a losing streak is going to beat the piss out of the fucking Cleveland Browns, historically the most laughable team in the NFL outside of the Lions. Check, check. Yes. For me, I, am, I took the approach of trying to find the spot, trying to find the spot. What's weird? What doesn't make sense, right? What doesn't make sense? You got to bet what doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense, and it might even be the sheep shark because it truly makes no fucking sense to me, Sunday, 4.30, we're back in Minnesota. The team with the hottest light on them right now, the most surprising team in the NFL. Not that they were supposed to be bad, but no one expected them to be 8-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Jefferson's having a career year. Fucking uh, Kirk Cousins, also known as Perk Thuggins, after wearing all the fucking chains and shit like that. He's having an awesome year. It really doesn't make any sense that they would be a home dog versus Dallas. Dallas is a good team, yep. but I feel like... This doesn't make any sense, and the knee-jerk reaction when you see this line is pounding Minnesota. Yep. You're a dog at home versus yep. Dallas. So what this says to me is Dallas is going to win by three touchdowns. Maybe not three touchdowns, but they're going to win by two scores. I don't like take, taking the Dallas Cowboys, but this line truly makes no fucking sense to me. Dome team playing in another dome. Minnesota with their most emotional win that there is. They're on the top of the mountain. A lot of the times when that happens, you get knocked down a peg in the NFL. I'm taking Dallas Cowboys one and a half in Minnesota.
1: Big brain. Big that, brain. Big brain right there. There you go. I like that. Fishy line. Fishy line. So, you know what? I said, God, there's only one interdivision home dog. And then I looked further into it, Frank. And I see another interdivision home dog. And we're going to go to the City of Angels on Sunday night. Okay. Where the Los Angeles Chargers, your Super Bowl champs. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Host our Super Bowl favorites, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Kansas City coming in invincible. Chargers banged up all year. No Keenan Allen. Mike Williams in and out of the lineup. Justin Herbert. Gimpy. We thought he was put on IR before the show. It was actually Khalil (laughs) Herbert. Khalil Herbert read that wrong. So Chargers hosting the Chiefs, getting six and a half at home. Don't you feel like these games are always close between these two teams? I feel like the AFC West, more than any other division, has close, tough fights. Mm -hmm. Every time they play each other chargers getting six and a half at home against the chiefs i just like that spot i think the chiefs win the game they probably win by three maybe six in overtime big brain 26 20 use that as a correct score might get you a couple bucks yeah i like the chargers though too many points at home interdivision home dog sunday night prime time up down theory. Give it all. I got a big brain. Chargers plus six and a half. Channy Boltman this week. I love it. There I love go. that pick. Um, love the exact
0: score uh note in there as well. Here we go. The so I did low-key say I think Dallas wins by 10. Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna probably pop, pop, maybe drop a Lincoln on that. There you go. A five spot. There you go. Alternate line minus ten. What up, Link? has gotta be that's gotta be good value. There you go. All right. So Let's see, I had my shit written down here. Pop a
1: Lincoln, huh?
0: Yeah, Pop a, drop a
1: Lincoln. I mean, I was thinking
0: maybe a Benny or something. <laughs> no, like a little $5 spot. Yeah,
1: there you go. I mean,
0: you pop a hundred,
1: you're going to be making a lot. <laughs> I mean, that alternate line is probably crazy. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's, yeah, probably two and a half or three to one.
0: Okay, so similar,
1: similar uh, thought
0: I had. Let's see, trying to find what doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, so right here, um, taking two teams – that I never take. I don't know if I've taken them this year, maybe a couple times, but definitely haven't taken this team I'm about to pick here. Washington Commanders just had their biggest win of the season. Heineke's career moment. Oh, my God. The way that game finished was, um, you know, good for Heineke. Career mm-hmm. moment there. Uh, career started in the XFL. Now, they're, now he's, you know, beating the only undefeated team on Monday Night Football. Yep. True, awesome story congratulate them nice work and congratulations to all washington commanders fans not only on that win but also on snyder selling the team yeah i mean seriously that's got to be very exciting for all the fans
1: follow suit fords
0: yes that's what i mean imagine us going through that right now um the way that game ended was egregious though the refs just need to swallow the fucking whistle (laughs) and give the eagles the last (laughs) possession but but coming off a big emotional win, they play Sunday at 1 o'clock, short week, and they go on the road. We're back in Texas for me versus the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. a team in free fall, a team that's a joke, um, arguing with Brandon Cooks, who's arguably their best player on the team. They just signed Eno, ben- Eno Benjamin, as I saw, I saw as I was that. walking in here. Yeah. Weird cut by Arizona. But um, the hook is what's got me here. Houston, Texas is, is, is plus 3.5. I think this is just going to be a really close game. Um, the Commanders, short week, very emotional win. I see Houston covering this spread, especially with that hook. If it moves, I'd be a little weary. But in this moment right now at 7.20 p.m. on Tuesday, I would say Houston Texans plus 3.5.
1: Okay, there we go. I like the pick, Frank.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Two two Texas teams. I should have wore a cowboy hat. Houston plus 3.5. All right, so there we go. Um, should we, uh, no, we got, we'll keep this moving. We'll let, uh, we'll let Pizzo text in his,
1: I was yeah, we'll him let call. him, we'll I let sp- him text in. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, oh yeah, we got one more pick Frank. Oh, oh I know. And you know what that is? I do. The sheep shark bet of the week. <laughs> and you know what that means? We're going to America's team this week. No, not the Cowboys that you already picked. I was going to say, I'm talking about America's team. Who's that? The best team. Against the spread. Oh, we're going to the dirty, dirty, yeah, the Deep South, the ATL. Yes, where the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Mariota, who just got stomped by the Panthers on Thursday Night Football, ten days rest, going into a home game against America's kind of Cinderellas right now, the Chicago Bears. Everyone on the Justin Field bandwagon. Oh, they're looking good. Maybe it was the right pick. This guy's a dual threat. Is he the next Mike Vick? Falcons laying three points. Only 12% of the people are on the Atlanta Falcons. So with that, are you going to be a shark and go with the Falcons and lay three points at home, or are you going to ride with the sheep and 88% of the money and take the Chicago Bears? Frank? Oh, I thought we were going to do a countdown. I'll tell you. No, no, it's fine. Or do you want to do a countdown? Yeah. Let's do it.
0: You count You count it down. Three,
1: two, one. Falcons. Falcons easy. easy.
0: Easiest, easiest sheep shark of the week. I actually had the Falcons uh, on my list of picks here because that is a pick where America looks at it and says, the Chicago Bears are getting three. Right. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. The Falcons just lost. To the Carolina Panthers by yep. a lot. Yeah, Justin Fields is sick. I would say Atlanta Falcons, America's team for betting against the spread right now. Chicago Bears are like the like you said Cinderella. They're like the fantasy like dandy right yes. now. Everyone's like rushing to pick up Fields and Comette and any piece of that offense because they think it's like
1: alive. Yes, but I'm even.
0: I mean, I know Fields has put up forty points. Two weeks in a row, but he'll have his he'll have his like four point day.
1: Oh yeah. He's gonna regress back to the mean. I don't have anything else to say about it, Frank. That line is just way too fishy. Atlanta's been great at home. They've been great against the spread. And I'm just not convinced by Chicago. They just lost to the Lions. They just lost to the Lions. And they blew it. Like, they just they, lost to the
0: Lions. Yeah. I mean, it to me it was like everyone's losing their mind over fields. Um, but it's like, my God, you saw that pick.
1: It's terrible. It's terrible, and he makes great plays, and he's had a good little run here, but, like, you're going into ATL, baby. The Falcons, one of the surprise teams of the year, Marcus Mariota will have a bounce-back game. Take Mariota three-plus touchdowns as my prop of the week. Wow. I like that. Let's see what happens. Parlay the exact
0: score, Dallas minus 10, and the Mariota three-plus scores, and – the podcast will probably be over because we're going to be millionaires.
1: Yeah, that's that's what will happen. Throw a little big link on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big link. The yeah, big link.
0: Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, well, uh, we, we should probably just touch on college here really quick and then get those picks in, um, and then we can have a little discussion and do over-under. All right. All right, sweet. So, again – was running around the big city this week. I did see that MSU beat Rutgers, which mm-hmm. is um, absolutely fantastic news. That's a team beating someone they should beat. Um, you know, beginning of the year before the season started, you you circle it as a win. As the year was going on, you don't necessarily circle it as a win anymore. But good to know that uh, we were able to beat them in a game we should win to
1: make. Relieve the pressure of having to win the last
0: two games for bowl eligibility.
1: Yeah. You know, one of those things where obviously our expectations changed when we went into our midseason slump, but it's good to see that they've, you know, righted the ship. Uh, they've won a couple tough games with Illinois, Wisconsin. They played tough against Michigan. Um, they beat Rutgers. You know, you, you're seeing some momentum get built. Uh, they still got some recruits and are still recruiting at a high level. We landed a couple big recruits here this week. So um, it was good to see that. Um, Not impressive wins. You know, it was kind of a close game the whole time. They kind of played down to their competition, which is typical Michigan State, to be honest with you. You, They play up to their competition. They also play down to their competition. But like you said, I mean, we were moving very quickly to a three- or four-win season Mm -hmm. um, after we had gotten beat by Maryland. And since then, they've righted the ship. Um, Tucker has stayed pretty consistent. Scotty Hazleton has been much better these last four or five weeks. Yep. And you know what? Just give Jaden Reed the damn ball. Mm -hmm. I think they figured that out. Just give these receivers the damn ball. They have the best receivers in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. Give them the damn ball and let them make plays. There are so many teams in football, I feel
0: like, that don't just give their best player the ball. The ball. It's if, well, insane. If, I mean, to revisit the Raiders, I, I don't know why you're not throwing to to Adams 25 times a game.
1: Just throw it to him. He throw can it catch it in double coverage. Yeah. Do it. Do it. They know it's coming. The best receivers make plays. I mean, Minnesota throws to
0: Jefferson 100 times. The Bills throw to Diggs 100 times. Like... The Eagles fucking lose last night because they're not throwing to AJ Brown. Like I, I don't get why these. Te- I
1: mean, maybe they're locked down the whole game, but sometimes you just gotta fucking throw it up. I mean, do we remember <laughs> cir- lion circa 2013 when Stafford would play blitz and just throw hail marys to Calvin, yes. no matter how many guys? Don't overthink or- it. Yes. Just throw the damn ball to your best players. The Titans
0: hand the ball to Henry a hundred times a game. All the time. Yeah.
1: Just do it. It's okay. (laughs) They know it's coming. Good players could get over that, but it was good to see them win. Um, You know what? It'd be really nice if they could could cap off the season with a victory at home, senior day against uh, Indiana, and then – Go on the road and beat Penn State. If well, you don't could, get greedy, but yeah. If you could finish 7-5, and five, that's a very salvageable year. If we closed, if we beat
0: Indiana this week, which we should, yep. I'll be pretty much okay with anything that happens in Happy Valley.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on what we were looking at. Oh, we were looking very If bleak. they
0: won in Happy Valley, I'm not going to be, you know, jumping for joy, but like I would – the the way the season's picked up after Michigan yeah would have i mean that's what would be 4-0 uh
1: have
0: we lost we haven't lost since Michigan
1: we have not lost since That's Michigan. what I mean so it would be 4-0 if yeah. we were able to win the last two Oh, games. if yeah if we were able to win the last two games yep yep so um interesting but uh we'll see and you know i feel like college football this year is just a we'll see too oh I you mean, know, at,
0: for me i you know i rarely have a grasp on what the fuck is going to happen in college. And, I, you know, I used to just be able to lean on good old Alabama to cover their spreads, and now you can't anymore.
1: I mean, I think we're trending towards, to be honest with you, an, an irrelevant Ohio State-Michigan game. And I hate to say that. I think both those teams are going to get in the playoff no matter what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a relevant, irrelevant game in the sense that well, TCU loses. You've got a one-loss Clemson. You've got two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams as your only contenders. Oregon just lost. I guess you can throw USC in there. USC you could, but there's really – if TCU loses, I think that Ohio State-Michigan game only becomes a bragging rights game, not a game to make the playoff. Well, I mean, that's that's what we've had
0: with Georgia-Alabama, right? Right. It's like, how can you – Boot one of them from the playoffs from right.
1: losing one of those games right you know, it's just right and you're seeing that and i mean you know usc loses this week they play ucla their rivals they lose this week they're at two losses mm-hmm. clemson loses another game they're at two losses tcu loses a game in the big 12 they're not getting in you're gonna be looking at two sec teams versus two big 10 teams in our playoffs this yeah. year that's just going to happen. Just so, the way it goes. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting, and I think it's a very big we'll see year this year. There's no one dominant team. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel like Georgia could be that team, but they just they don't have the, the talent they have last year. Right. They do not have that. So I think it's going to be a, an exciting finish, and, you know, Michigan just keeps chugging along. As much as I hate to say it, they just wear teams down. Every week, they yep. did it again this week.
0: They're boring, but they win the games they're supposed to win, yep. and they go into half, and whatever the issue is, they fix it, and then they come out and they beat the piss out of you. Yep. I mean, that's just kind of what they've done. That's been their mantra. And fuck, I'll take boring winning all day. One hundred percent in my favor. So,
1: hundred percent.
0: But yeah, they just they do seem uh they seem steady, and you know, you were kind of you know, if you're rooting against them, you're looking at Illinois this week when they're you know ranked in the top 20 mm-hmm. uh you know thinking maybe something could bite them but it just it nope. doesn't feel that way at all nope especially in i mean i mean fucking michigan has so many home games it's it's crazy too it's like i feel like each time i check they're at home
1: yeah 100 percent. so should we get into our college pick real quick yeah let's do it all right so I just talked about this team for a while and how the next game was going to be irrelevant and they were going to get in the playoff no matter (laughs) what. So that's exactly why I'm picking against them this week. And I'm not talking about the Michigan Wolverines. I'm talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes who go on the road to play Maryland. Maryland, underrated team. They can put up some points. They're tough at home. Tagovai has been good for them this year. Um, Obviously beat Michigan State this year. Hung tough with Michigan. Have hit a rough patch here, but... They're getting four touchdowns, 27 and a half points against Ohio State. I think Ohio State is going to be a little bit of a look ahead. Um, I still think they're going to beat them probably by 21 points, but guess what? You're giving me 27 and a half. So I'm going to take the Maryland Terrapins plus 27 and a half at home against Ohio State because Ohio State's looking ahead to that big game next Saturday. I like it. I like
0: it. I like the thought process there. For me – uh, as with college, as always, I am going to keep it simple. And as simple as I can keep it is a formerly top 10 ranked home team. Hmm. Um, favored at home, playing another top 10 team. Hmm. I got Oregon covering this minus three versus Utah at home. Oh, okay. Utah's a very good team. They have some fucking huge marquee wins. You know, USC... Uh, i'm trying to see who else who else did they beat this year they beat someone early in the year oregon state's a good win they did lose to ucla um i just think oregon coming off the loss bounces back handles utah at home at minus three so i got oregon
1: beating utah okay is bo nicks playing i don't know couldn't don't, tell you i don't know if he is either i mean he sat out one of the drives but i don't know if he's playing this week or not but i like that tough to play in oregon Very Mm -hmm. tough to go up there and win the game. And then just some highlighted matchups this week, Frank. We talked about them. Two big rivalry matchups this week. Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State this week. Always a good game. And then the Battle of Los Angeles, USC at UCLA this week. Maybe the best uniform game of the year. Very classic one for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, like, UCLA's unis, I've never been a... Truly a huge fan of, but no. they are the a classic uni. Yes, USC's are
1: fucking awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. So uh, should be a good week here. I can't believe we're two weeks left of the regular season in college football. This is what always happens with football
0: season. It just kind of melts away from you before you even know it. It's crazy. I know it's awful. And I was I had that one on my short list too. For some reason, I just with everything you said about leading up to that Final Four. I just, I don't know, this feels like UCLA's victory to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Interdivision home dog, right? if you will. Oh, there you go. It's
0: an interdivision home dog.
1: I don't apply that to college, but big brain. Yeah, I'm just, hey,
0: you're teaching me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweet. Well, uh, I think let's get into over-under. Yeah, let's do it. it. Let's move right into over-under here. I know Jerry sent the picks. He's been on it all year. Um, so I am opening my email right now and we will get that going.
1: What's Jerry doing this time of year? He's not coaching soccer anymore. He's an accountant, right? So he's not really busy with work just yet. Not so. yet.
0: Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Jerry is. he a up. hunter? No, not at all. No? Not at all. Um, he's got a big family. So a lot of holiday stuff around okay. this year. So he'll sneak home and visit one of his like 200 nieces or nephews. Okay. Um, so he does a lot of family stuff and yeah, I, but I know... Yeah, all of his stuff yeah, I wonder what this season he's watching wings. He's watching the Red Wings, that's for sure.
1: Jerry, why don't you give us an update next week when you send in the over under yeah, what appreciate you got that. going on?
0: We'd appreciate that, Jerry. Yeah, there we go. Okay. We got him open. Um Oh, look at that. LGRW, I'll be at the game Saturday in Columbus. So that's what Jerry's doing. He's watching the wings, just like I said.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: It's going to the Columbus game. You'll have to report back, tell us how that stadium is. Yeah. Columbus having a, a tough year, so hopefully the wings can beat them up on saturday Mm -hmm. um all right number one on the list chandler you're leading off because i'm i'm reading them number one nick
1: cannon nick cannon wow cannon so i just i I just heard from my mom and stepdad about nick cannon and like how his thing is like to reproduce yeah like that's his job on earth is to have as many kids as possible he has them with beautiful women yeah obviously no one's denying that most most famous uh mariah carey so any man that can have eleven children, continue to have them with beautiful women, it was a Nick kid. No pun intended. Yep. What does he host? Mass Singer.
0: The yep, I believe. Wait, is he Mass
1: Singer? I think he's Mass Singer or America's Got. He talent was whiling out. He yep. was drumline. Exactly. So let me just get straight to the chase, Frank. Nick Cannon underrated. Wow. Um. So Nick Cannon, I don't know if he just
0: had his eleventh kid. Because like, I don't know why this is surfacing so much right now. Right. I'm sure I could look it up. Um, but I'm just going to read some of the names of his kids. Uh, Zen Cannon. Powerful Queen Cannon. Wow. Moroccan Scott Cannon. Wow. Legendary Love Cannon. Dude. Wow. Legendary Love Cannon. Look at that. That is not L-O what Cannon. they called yeah, I wish that's what they called me in college, but they didn't. <laughs> Golden Cannon. Zion... Moxley Locksian Cannon. Sorry for butchering that. If you're listening, to Nick, there we go. Um, so he has a ton of kids. Drumline guy. Drumline was a great movie. I actually saw it when I was at a hockey tournament, and the whole team went and saw it. Good stuff. Very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But there is there is a blip, a huge blip. It's more than a blip on the Nick Cannon radar um, that I can't look past, um, and that is his beef with. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm an absolute Eminem stan, who, by the way, forgot to mention last week, haven't mentioned it this week, got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There we go, Eminem. Way to rep. Love you with all my heart. Big inspiration um, throughout my life. But anyways, he had a beef with Eminem over Mariah Carey. Eminem writes the greatest diss track I've ever heard called The Warning, making fun of her, making fun of him. Nick Cannon comes back with the weakest thing I've ever heard. Eminem never replies. I have never liked Nick Cannon since that moment. I don't really like him as a host. Um, I haven't liked his whole shtick or anything like that. And if he's having 11 kids with 11 different people, I, you know, I'm I, i I'm sure it's tough to maintain all those relationships. i so, sure it is. like him, you know, I don't know how he lives his life, but that can't be great for all the kids to have all that many kids. Can't be great. Can't no. be great. So I'm going to say he is overrated. Um, And even Dave Chappelle says, man, fuck Nick Cannon. (laughs) So fuck Nick Cannon, overrated.
1: I'm right on one. You're wrong on the first one. Good job. (laughs) Keep it going.
0: Number two, I'm up here. Kind of funny that you mentioned this, but Nickelodeon Slime. Oh, wow. Nickelodeon Slime is like the most iconic kids – I don't know, no activity, question. thing, whatever, Slime Time Live was like the TRL for kids. Yes. Nick Studios, the Nickelodeon Awards, the Teen Choice Awards, whatever those were, and they would always slime Rosie O'Donnell and someone else, Katy Perry, all this shit. That was awesome. The slime is one of the, the I don't know, most iconic kids programming symbols out there in the world nickelodeon slime very much
1: underrated all i think of is like figure it out when they used to slime them on figure was it With summer out. sanders yes yes double dare yeah you always got slimed and how about most recently the detroit lions d was nvp thank you and got slimed yes so with that <laughs> slime and nickelodeon slime is under It's
0: awesome. It's just, it's such a kid perfect cartoon thing. It's great. I can't believe I forgot the Lions' whole defense got slimed.
1: They got the MVP and you forgot? How dare you? I know.
0: (laughs) I did. I did. did. All right. Number three on the list Twitter. Oh, Twitter.
1: (laughs) I'll start. Yeah. Underrated. Twitter is great. There's no better social media, in my opinion. Twitter's ruthless. The replies are ruthless. The transition going through with the blue check marks right now. It's where you get your news, I you know, I'm not saying I, I like simp out and read the National Enquirer and like think everything that's on Twitter's real, but like if you need breaking news about an, an injury in sports or some type of breaking news, you go to Twitter, you're gonna get the news within fifteen seconds. Twitter is awesome, underrated.
0: Uh, I'll even break down that little bit of Twitter that you talked about, just breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you want to find out if someone's injured, blah, 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 all that. I use it when I am in a really bad pinch watching a sports match, sports, not watching sports, getting the updates of a sports match on my phone, mm-hmm. and like I have too much on the line to wait for the shitty ESPN or CBS sports app to load. Mm-hmm. You go to Twitter. And you just type in the team that you want and you hit refresh and go to latest and you'll just base it off what's happening with people's reactions. And that's, it's way quicker than any of the sports apps. It's great. And a lot of times you don't know if the sports app's like correct. Right. Twitter, very underrated, arguably the best social media. I'd argue Twitter or Reddit. I'd probably give it to Twitter. Um, Just the amount of, like, crusty internet brain shit that you see on Twitter that, like, doesn't make sense but somehow is hilarious. Right. And just, like, the names people use that aren't real, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And the exactly like you said, Chandler, the blue check transition of verification that we're going through right now is fucking hilarious. It's awesome. It's absolutely hilarious. It's great. George Bush tweeted out, like, quote, unquote, George Bush, like, said, like, man, I miss killing israelis right that's what's going on right now lily yes lily fucking stock plummeted yes like because people are just getting paying eight dollars to get a blue check changing the logo and tweeting like they're from that company or that person it's the
1: digital wild wild west
0: it's ridiculous it's great and i don't support anything of what that george bush thing says it's just it's hilarious it's ridiculous to open a powerful social media like that and see a powerful figure look official and have those words next to it. Correct. Knowing that it's all a troll job versus a billionaire. It's insane. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. <laughs> okay, number number four on the list, Alec Baldwin. Um, I think, is it me or you? You. Alec Baldwin uh, did does the funniest Trump impression I've ever heard of anybody who does it. And I thought he was so good at it. He has a couple other skits on Saturday Night Live that I thought were great, sweaty balls. I think this is Alec, right? There's so many of them.
1: Um, was he the one that shot the... Oh, shit.
0: He is the one who shot the... Or no, was that his brother? Alec Baldwin's the most popular Baldwin. He does the sweaty balls fucking skit on Saturday Night Live. He was Trump on Saturday Night Live for like, that whole, his whole fucking tenure. I think he's, I think he's very funny in the roles that he plays. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how great of an actual human he is, but I think he's very funny. So I'm going to say underrated.
1: I just, I'm not a big movie guy, to be honest with you. I don't watch too much SNL. I just am not as familiar with Alec Baldwin as probably most people are so I can't really speak on his greatness and or lack thereof greatness. Mm-hmm. He's a big name. A lot of people talk about him. He seems to stay in the headlines, but I personally am just not as familiar with a lot of his work. So I'm going to say Alec Baldwin is overrated. Um, And it seems like he was the one who shot.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what an awful thing, though. Like, How does Terrible. that even happen? Terrible. How does that happen? Accident, right? Yeah. Um. Okay let's go to the last one here um which is a little less heavy um black and milds
1: oh god <laughs> underrated to this day i still smoke black and Milds. do you really yeah so my uh my wife's cousin married one of my good buddies growing up we always smoke them back in the day he still smokes them that's so 100%. every time we hang out we get the plastic tip wine Black and milds, That's sit perfect. out in the garage, puff on them. You can inhale them. You can you just do it every blow them, them out. Yeah. Black and milds are awesome. I chew on the tips. Uh-huh. It gives me something. I love black and milds, and there's no taste like after you smoke a black and mild and that wine's like sitting on the tongue in the oh, roof of your yeah. mouth. So black and milds are underrated.
0: Wow. Um, I haven't had a black and mild probably since college. But there's absolutely no way I'm going to slander Black and Miles. <laughs> what an iconic brand. What a legendary thing to smoke. And I'm glad you're smoking them and drinking wine. That's oh, some yeah. classy-ass shit. Yeah. Um,
1: no, smoking the wine flavors.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got. I thought you guys got a bottle of wine. Well, we might have had that too. But. Yeah, either way, <laughs> Black and Miles. You're cool if you're smoking Black and Milds. Um, I'm going to say underrated as well. Iconic smoking apparatus.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. And before we go... I know Jerry's probably a big fan, but Jerry, will be watching the World Cup with you here the next week. Yeah. I know Jerry's a big soccer guy. We mm-hmm. might have a lot of soccer people here on the podcast, but very excited to watch and see what the United States is going to do. They didn't make the last World Cup. Mm-hmm. So first time in eight years, we're going to see the United States in World Cup action. Should be able to touch on it next week as they play the Wales on Monday. So we'll be one game in by the time we record next week.
0: Well, we might have to call Jerry in. I know he's going to be watching. Well, I'll be watching this. It's the only soccer I watch, so I'll be watching.
1: We got to, right? Soccer pod. Yeah,
0: soccer pod. New York
1: weather soccer pod.
0: Yeah, my favorite soccer teams, it literally goes United States men's team, Hornies. Wow. Yeah, that's it.
1: I was JV. I was JV Hornies. Oh, you're number one, Detroit City FC, okay, U.S. soccer team, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll see,
0: I'll see after Monday. Hornies are definitely making a push for my number one spot. I mean, they JV. can't, JV, they
1: they can't, they can't hop anybody, but other teams can fall. So true, very That's much,
0: right. very much. So, all right, thank you all for listening. If you are listening to us on uh, Spotify, please rate us five stars if you think we deserved it. Uh, Apple Podcast, do the same thing, write a review, and don't forget to tell one friend, one friend. Tells another friend. Next thing you know, we've taken over the entire world. We appreciate you guys. Good luck on all the bets this weekend, and then we will see you next week.
1: Have a great weekend, everybody. See you.